Madame Pompamousse and Her Incredible Edibles, Chapter 7. The next morning, Lard woke up after a troubled sleep. He had been having nightmares about Monsieur Languestine with long pincers instead of arms, interrogating him in a cave beneath the sea. At one terrible moment, Languestine had removed his dark black glasses to reveal, but then Lard had woken up. Afterwards, Lard was more than usually sweaty, so he lathered his armpits in powerfully scented soap and coated himself in aftershave. Then he put on one of his finest mint green and pink striped suits and oiled his moustache. Monsieur Lard had a plan. It was so beautifully simple. He kicked himself for not having thought of it before. When he had been in the shop, Madame Pompomousse had been alone. She had that wretched cat, of course, but no assistant. Clearly she was too poor to afford one. So how could she refuse a sweet, charming girl with a dear smile who would work there for free? In other words, he would volunteer Madeline for the job. Then, once inside, she could become his spy. When he had finished oiling his moustache, Lard crashed into Madeline's bedroom singing... <laughs> What a beautiful morning! At the top of his voice and tap dancing so that the floor shook. Then he yanked her out of bed and told her to start practising her smile. He also made her put on a ridiculously pink fairy outfit with silver wings. You don't fool me, he said over breakfast, which consisted of a large fatty piece of bacon that had been boiled until it was grey. It's always the quiet ones. You might look nice and polite on the outside, but I know you're really a little sneak underneath. He chuckled in a way that instantly gave Madeline stomachache. This was before she'd even attempted the bacon, which was too gristly and difficult to cut into. But I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. A chance to put your sneaky little ways to good use. He brought his shiny, sweaty face up close to her. You're going back to that shop and you're going to work for that woman as her assistant. And you'd better do as she says because she's not a big softy like me. <laughs> no, one foot wrong and she'll chop you up for sausage meat. Madeline remembered the eerie darkness of the shop and the mysterious woman in black appearing out of nowhere. The awful thing was, her uncle was right. She did feel like a sneak because he was serving food from this woman's shop and passing it off as his own. And it was all Madeline's fault. She'd been the one who started it. Goodness knows what the woman would do to her if she found out. I want you to keep your eyes open. There's one special delicacy, one with no name, no ingredients on the label. I want you to find out how she makes it, what goes into it, right down to the last pinch of salt. Do you understand me? Yes, uncle, Madeline said faintly. <sniffs> Good girl. He gave her an affectionate pinch on the cheek. And don't forget to smile. Monsieur Lard kept a tight grip on his niece's hand as he dragged her along the riverbank. Passers-by, seeing a big man holding hands with a small girl in a fairy costume, smiled at such a heartwarming sight. Eventually, they turned down the winding little alley that led into the narrow cobbled street, and there was the shop.
they found the door was open and went inside. It took a while for them to adjust to the candlelight, but the shop appeared to be empty. Monsieur Lard rang the bell on the counter, but it was silent, so he rang it again several times. I trust last night went well, Monsieur. The voice came out of dark, the darkness, making Lard cry out in shock. But the next moment, there was the woman standing right in front of him. <laughs> Madame, he sang in his oiliest voice. How nice to see you again, and if I may say, how, how well you look. Oh, but last night, such a delightful evening. My mother simply adored your little recipe. I'm so glad she enjoyed it. Enjoyed it? She scoffed the whole lot. But you asked me to pay you whatever I deemed it worth, so may I present this girl? Madame Pompomus stared at Madeline. This is your payment, Monsieur. Why, yes, Madame. This is my niece, Madeline. I'm not sure I understand. Are you proposing I cook her as a rare delicacy? At this, Madeline's blood ran cold, but her uncle roared with laughter. <laughs> if you so wish, madame. <laughs> I had in mind that she might be a little helper. She can cook, she can clean, she can make your shop look brand new. As you may have noticed, monsieur, said madame Pompomus, my shop has never looked brand new, nor do I think it ever will. <laughs> come, come, let's be frank said Lard. You are not a rich lady. You can afford no staff. Just think how useful she could be. After all, we know what a menace rats can be in this district. We have no problem with rats, Madame Pompomus said, and from a dark corner, Camembert the cat burped loudly and, and licked his whiskers. Lard's bull-like neck flexed itself horribly. He had to suppress a powerful urge to smash the whole place to pieces. But instead, he smiled. <laughs> it may interest you to know, I have recently made friends with many powerful people in television and the government. His smile became greasier. They tell me <clears throat> how easily a shop like yours may be closed on the slightest suspicion of poor hygiene. To this thinly-veiled threat, Madame Pompomus did not immediately reply. Madeline couldn't be sure, but she sensed that the woman was turning something over in her mind, that she was making some kind of decision. Then, with an awful feeling like someone squeezing a lemon inside her stomach, she realised Madame Pompomus was staring at her again. Madeline steeled herself and cautiously stared back. Indeed, Madame Pompomus had the strangest eyes Madeline had ever seen. They were a very deep purpley blue, the colour of wild lavender. By no means were they unpleasant eyes, nor were they unkind, but they weren't exactly kind either. Then, miraculously, the woman smiled. Very well, monsieur, she said. Since you make me such a charming offer, I accept. Madeline may indeed prove useful. Monsieur Lard beamed with satisfaction. <laughs> An excellent 
decision, madame. She won't let you down, will you, Madeline? Uh, of course not, uncle. Any monkey business, you come straight to me. Lard punched his hand for emphasis, and I'll sort her out. Thank you, monsieur. I don't believe that will be necessary, said Madame Popplemousse curtly. You don't believe me, madame? Lard moved closer to her until his hulking body towered above her. I may look like a gentleman, but I've still got one or two tricks up my sleeve. From high above Lard's head there was a tiny sound, such as of a stopper or cork being released from a bottle. And a moment later, Lard felt drops of moisture spotting on his head. Darn it, he cried. Even your confounded roof is leaking. Oh, alas, no, monsieur, said Madame Pompamousse. It is not my roof that is leaking, but for some mysterious reason, a bottle has upturned itself on the highest shelf and is dripping on your head. Unfortunately, it is a bottle containing concentrated oil from the green demon pimento, a small but extraordinarily powerful chili that used to grow in ancient Peru and was once worshipped as a god by the Incas. It is so powerful that one single drop is stronger than the hottest curry in the world. Hmm, I regret to inform you, monsieur, that several drops appear to have landed on your head. But before she had finished, Lard's nostrils had already started to steam. His eyes went a bright green colour and he ran straight for the door, bellowing loudly like a bull. Then, as mysteriously as it had begun, the, dr the dripping stopped. And staring up, Madeline thought she saw the darting shape of a long white body slipping between the bottles on the highest shelf. Then all was silent, and looking around again, Madeline realised she was alone.